Epistle of John, the book of 1 John, chapter number 2, will be our reading text tonight, starting in verse number 18. 1 John, chapter number 2, verse number 18. We're thankful to have every fellow yoke servant in the Lord with us tonight. We're thankful to have you, your honored guest here, and want you to do as thus saith the voice of the Lord. 1 John chapter number 2, verse number 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Turning now on over to the fourth chapter of the same book, 1 John chapter 4 beginning reading in verses 1 through 6, beginning reading in verse number 1 through verse 6, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, for that they are of God, because many folks' prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore ye have heard that it shall come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Listen very careful. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. May I read verse 5 and 6 again of John 4? Since they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Everyone that will, will you point your hand this way and ask God to touch us with that live anointing tonight, Father? John takes his pen to the paper. He records it very well in verse number 18 of his writings of chapter number 2. He lets the children know that it is the last time. He says that you have heard that Antichrist shall come in the last time. And now he even declares that they are many Antichrists. He said, whereby we know that it is the last time. If John felt like it was the last times when he took the pen to the paper as he was inspired of God years and years ago, 
Surely there's enough of us tonight that can grab hold to our minds and pull it together to understand that surely we must be in the last of the last times. And surely if there was Antichrist in those days, they must be multiplied by the next number of our days. Uh, may I say to you, as far as I know, I don't know of anyone that is able as of right now to put their hand right on exactly who is going to be the main leading of the Antichrist. But I can assure you there's many of them floating around. Two preachers was talking one time and one looks at the other and says, do you have any idea who the Antichrist is? And he says, I sure do. I've been pastoring him for about three years now. Amen. Well, uh, there's some that may be carrying that spirit. They may be some that are carrying that attitude. They may be some that are going in that direction. But the Bible here declares and says that they went out from us and they are not of us. For if they had been of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be manifested on just who they are. And can I tell you that if they won't stay with God, it's a true known fact without any verbiness or shadow turning that if they're not of God, they are of the devil. And if they're not with us, they must be against us. Amen. And we find that, no doubt, they would have stayed with us, but they went out that they might be manifested on who they are. And uh, then he says, but you have a notion of the Holy One. All he is saying is simply this. Amen. If they're not of us, they're not going to stay with us. They're going to leave us. And they're going to join up with that spirit that they bear witness with. Amen. And if they bear witness with our spirit, they're going to stay with us. And the reason we're staying together is because we've got an of the Holy One. Amen. The reason we're not separating ourselves one for another is because our spirits get alone. Amen. The reason we're able to worship one with another is because our spirits bear witness with one another. Amen. And the reason the drunkard don't come in and shout with us is because our spirits don't connect up. Amen. The reason the hardest don't come in and feel their liberty is because our spirits don't connect up. And I want to assure you just as sure as I can this old Alabama preacher is so excited and so proud and so glad that my spirit don't connect up with their spirit and my spirit don't get along with their spirit that is enough to make me want to raise both of my hands and say thank you Jesus that I'm bearing a different spirit than what they're bearing. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I want to preach tonight with the help of the Lord. I want to do my best, but with the help of God, I want to preach on the simple subject that spirits comes to spirit. Spirits come to spirits. Amen. In other words, whatever kind of spirit you're bearing, there's going to be spirits that's going to come to it. 
Amen. And as sad as it is, uh, I'll give you the punchline right now. It's early in the message, and, uh, but I'll go ahead and give you the punchline. If you're bearing the wrong spirit, there's a high possibility you've got wrong spirits hanging around you. Amen. If you're carrying the wrong kind of attitude and the wrong kind of spirit, there's a possibility that you've got the trail of bad spirits following you like a pack of bloodhounds that is hot on your trail, friend. The Bible said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Amen. Because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby we know the spirit of God. And every spirit that confessed Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is none of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore you have heard that it shall come. And even now already is it in the world. But he says, be of good cheer, little children. For you have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Then he verifies the very difference. And he says, they that are of the world. Amen. They hear it, them that speak of the world. And then he says, but we are of God. And he that is of God, it heareth us. They don't hear us because they ain't of God. Their spirit can't connect them with our spirit. Their spirit just can't bear witness with ours. Amen. Uh, I found it to be very true. You can put two individuals in a multitude of hundreds. You can put them in a multitude such as this crowd of this camp meeting tonight. Amen. And if they've got the same spirit, it doesn't matter if they're from one side of the church to the other. If you'll watch them long enough, if they ever make any eye contact, you'll see their eyes making melody one to another. And they're talking to one another through their eyes. And their emotions and their actions with the expressions on their face and the expression on their eyes lets you know what they're saying one to another. And some of you that are sitting under the sound of my voice, amen, can read eye language and face languages better than you can interpret the word of God. But when somebody looks at you, amen, with that expression, man, you're looking good tonight, it connects up with your spirit, and the next thing you know, you're casting your melody back to him, or your melody back to her, amen, your eye contact is talking one to another, I'm trying to get over to you tonight, that spirits come to spirit, amen, the spirit of an adultery, amen, will always come to the adultery. Amen. A spirit will come to a spirit whether it is good or whether it is bad. A compromising spirit will always connect up with the compromising spirit. A spirit of the world will always connect up with the spirit of the world. Do you know why some churches don't like holiness preachers? It's not because we yell through microphones. It's not because we are more folks on the front row with sweat and spit than we do olive oil. It's because our spirits don't connect up. It's because they're bearing one kind of spirit and we're bearing another kind of 
spirit. Amen. And you'll never get the spirit of the world and the spirit of God to connect. I don't care how many fish fries you have. I don't care how many fellowship breakfasts you have. I don't care how many conferences you have. You will never have God's spirit to connect up with the spirit of the world. You will never have it, dear friend. It's not in the precepts of God. It's not in the statutes of God. It's not in the ways of God. And God will never allow the spirit of the devil to come in and fill his liberty where the spirit of God is at. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's time that we realize that spirits will come to spirits. Hallelujah. Send it back. Send it all the way back. And then write it down. We'll never connect up with the world. We'll never do it. We'll never do it. That's God's way, brother. That's God's way. Amen. Your spirit will never connect with the world. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. You know what we're missing in that? Do you know where our problem is at? Please forgive me. Don't no one storm out the door yet. Don't want no one get mad for a song book at me yet. But our problem is, amen, and still didn't want us to connect up with that God-fearing spirit, that God-loving spirit, that Holy Ghost spirit, that convicting spirit. They're wanting us to connect up with that finger-popping, hip-swinging, amen, spirit that goes around, hugging and loving and freeing, amen, and throwing around the lust and the flesh. But I've got news for you, sir. I've got news for you, ma'am. God's spirit will never rest in the bosom of Jezebel. The spirit of God will never rest in the bosom of Ahab. It's just not God's plan. It's just not God's way. It's just not God's standard. It's just not God's going to do it. No, he's not going to do it. I said he's not going to do it. Amen. God's spirit will connect up only with the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. They may think we're the oddballs. They may think that we're the old fogies. They may think we're the antiques. They may think that we should have quit when button-up shoes went out. They might think that we should have quit when T-Models were sold out. They might have thought we should have quit, amen, when they quit doing some of the other things. But can I tell you, the only thing that's going to enter into God's glorious heaven is them that are connected up with the divine spirit of a never-failing God. And anything less than that will end up somewhere else. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. We've got this here. Uh, please pardon me. I understand you may not be fighting the battle with it. 
but in many churches, we've got these here individuals that comes in with their spirit. Amen. Possessed with it, brother. Not only are they possessed with it, they're carrying a tribe of that same kind of spirit with them. I mean, mother, they're thankful of it. And they come into a good blood washing of God. Amen. They'll shake his or her hands. And while they're shaking hands, their eyes is a rolling. Their eyelids is a blinking. I mean, mother, they're really putting it on. They're trying to talk to that blood washed saint. But when that blood washed saint looks them dead in the eye, it says, I'm not going to play your game. I'm not going your direction. That spirit going to connect up. Amen. Before long, you'll find them departing from the house of God. And they'll be going across town to another church. Amen. Saying, oh, brother Robinson, you want to come over there. There's so much love. There's so much compassion. And there's such a good spirit over there. You know what the problem is? Their spirit has connected up with their spirit. Amen. I'm telling you right here tonight, I don't want nobody that's full of the devil and full of lust and full of envy. I don't never want them to be able to say, my spirit and brother Robert's spirit connects together. I'm not going to say that one more time. Some of you got quiet on me. Amen. Most of you have already learned me. If you get very quiet, I'm going to run that rabbit till I catch him or he gets out of the way. Hallelujah. I said some people come in, brother, slant full of the devil, full of lust, full of envy, full of strife, full of bite, biting, full of the spirit of the world. And man, and they come into a good hole in this church where they can find deliverance and find what they need for their soul and find salvation for their dying lives. Amen. But they don't want it. And they'll run to another church somewhere else. And then they'll send word back and say, oh, at my church where I go to now, there's such a free spirit of love. We all get along. Amen. They've got so much love. they got so much compassion. Why don't you just go ahead and simply say it. Brother ex-pastor, my spirit has connected up with their spirit. And they got the same kind of spirit I've got. And we get along so good. Amen. Let me assure you, dear friend. Amen. There's no spirit of the devil that will ever get along with the spirit of God. There's no spirit of the enemy. Amen. And ever say of our soul that will ever make connection 100% with the genuine blood wash born again Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I'm preaching the highlights right now. I'm giving you the highlights right now. I'm giving some of you an opportunity to shout because I'm coming your way in a little bit. Amen. And it's going to be a high possibility. You're not going to be able to shout like you are now. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I want to tell you, spirits comes to spirit. Amen. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Amen. The spirits of the enemy will hang around the spirits that the enemy is barren. It doesn't matter what kind 
kind of spirit you've got, amen, spirits will come to it. If you've got a bite-biting spirit and you can connect up with somebody else that's got that same kind of spirit, I want to tell you, friend, you and that individual can get along real good. But if you've got a bite-biting spirit and you run across somebody that ain't got a bite-biting spirit, if you're not careful, you'll run off and bite-bite them and say they're no good and they're stuck up and they're not free and they don't have no love. It ain't they ain't got no love. It ain't they ain't got no compassion. It's not that they're stuck up. It is that their spirit is not connected up with your spirit. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. The spirits, amen, will connect up. Listen, now, I've not been pastoring but just a few months. I've had an opportunity to evangelize for six years full-time on the evangelistic field. I've had an opportunity to preach in five, five separate countries, enjoy the blessings and the benefits of God. And there's some things that I've learned. Amen. You can get two men that don't get along together. That's right. You can get this man that don't get along with this man. Amen. And this man can be for me. And this man can be against me. And these two brothers don't get along because one is against me and one is for me. And therefore, they know they don't get along. They will shake hands if they must. They will hug one another's neck if they must in the middle aisle. But they prefer rather not to even speak to one another. They prefer really not to even meet one another because they don't get along because he knows he's against me and he knows he's for me. And therefore they don't even get along. You don't never see them together. You don't never see them fellowshipping together. You don't never see them communion together. You don't never see them lying around together. But wait a minute now. Amen. If this man that is for me if he turns against Against me, the next thing you know, amen, this man and this man is together and they start communicating and they start working together and they start visiting one another and they start going to one another's home and one another's houses and they start going out eating at the church. You can say amen because I've got your spirit right by the nap of the neck and I'm a choking it tonight. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, You'll see them fellowshipping together. Do you know why? Because he's turned against me and he's against me. And their spirits are together. And no longer are they separated, but their spirits connect together. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I knew that it was going to get quiet. But I didn't know it's going to get quite this quick. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. You can see them. They don't get along from one church to the other. They don't hate. They don't even speak to one another hardly. But let something happen they don't agree with. And you'll see them start fellowshipping. Hallelujah. Pray why pray. <laughs> 
Amen. I'm putting my shoulder to the grinding stone tonight and I'm going to push. I'm going to tell you, friend, amen, that the spirits will come to spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit of an adultery will come to the adulteress. The spirit of lust will costly lust upon that individual. Amen. The spirit of hatred will costly linger around you. They connect up. They talk to you. Amen. They war against you. Amen. You have a battle with it day in and day out. And every time you hear something, it's a spirit of hatred that rises up. But if you can show me one child of God that's truly washed in the blood of the Lamb, I'll show you people that's got the peace of God, a father in them, and the love of God, and the comfort of the Holy Ghost, and the hours of distress. I'll show you somebody that the Spirit of God will come to and consolate and help and deliver and set in liberty. But if you'll show me somebody, amen, that's carrying a bad spirit, I'll show you somebody that's got bad spirits hanging around them. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. It's strange now. It's very, very strange right now. Hallelujah. And, and let me just throw this in. It won't cost you nothing. My boy's not with me. Most of you know my boy. Uh, little Greg Roberts, you most of you know him. 17 years old. Amen. Uh, I didn't know he didn't have any problems, Harley, with anybody calling the house. I mean, not hardly anybody. He bought him a Firebird car, and we started having problems with folks are calling. Amen. He went the other week, bought him one of them super nice, uh, customized trucks. I mean, dog down to the T, had everything you could put on it nearby. And now we're having a greater problem. Amen. With young girls are calling the house. It's strange when girls will date a truck. It's strange when girls will date a car. I said, it's strange. Amen. When people have got such a bad spirit. Amen. That the automobile determines whether you can find a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm telling you right here. Amen. We're in an evil day. We're in a corrupt world. Yes, we are. Amen. And it's done slipped out of the world. It's done crept over into the church. Amen. Our young ladies come to the church. Amen. They're dressed, brother. Amen. You know why they're dressed the way they're dressed. They didn't come to worship God. They didn't come to magnify the Lord. They didn't come to run around the church. They didn't come to kneel in the altar. They come, brother, to entice. Amen. That spirit of that other individual and their dressing. So that spirit can be connected. So that spirit can join up with him. But give me somebody. Amen. That's sanctified. Somebody that's got the Holy Ghost. And I'll show you somebody that's not dressing for the opposite sake. Amen. That's not turned in. I gather up the opposite sex. I'll show you somebody, brother, that's trying to get a hold of God. Amen. Give me the Spirit of God. Give me the Spirit of God. I've come ready to magnify God. I've come to connect up with God's Spirit. I've come to grab hold of God's Spirit. Amen. I want the Holy Ghost to be gathered around me. 
Amen. I asked my boy, I said, son, I said, how in the world all these folks get our phone number? He said, I don't know, daddy. <laughs> he said, honestly, I don't know. He said, but I know one thing. It's a good thing they ain't driving a Corvette. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Amen. I'm going to tell you right here tonight, friends. Amen. Just as bad as you would feel inside of a dance hall with them playing the music. Amen. A raging and a finger popping and a dancing on the dance floor. If you didn't feel out of place, Christian friend, there's something wrong with your spirit. I said, there's something wrong with your spirit. And therefore, I don't believe that nobody that don't know anything about God, I don't believe they never should come to our churches and feel comfortable. They ought to be under condemnation. They ought to feel out of place. We want them to be saved. We want them to come. We want them to visit us. But you don't never supposed to feel comfortable inside the house of God when you don't have the same kind of spirit we got. Hallelujah. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop a bomb. If you're not careful, it's going to blow up right in front of you. Hallelujah. What is happening is our dignitaries is wanting us to feel comfortable sitting beside the adulterer. They're wanting us to feel comfortable sitting beside the gay. Hallelujah. You might as well go down there and join some secret lodge and say, just serve whatever you want to serve. And no conviction, no standard. But as far as me and my house, I want to stay around the just and the upright. I want to stay around the justified and the sanctified and the fear of God and the holy and the righteous that I can feel everything I need to feel through God. Hallelujah. Our spirits, amen, is being torn down. And they know it. They know they're breaking our morals. They know they're breaking our standards. Hallelujah. Let me, let me be very careful. Don't no one get upset at me. Let me overlook this congregation real good because most of the time I get both feet in my mouth come out double-stepping. Hallelujah. I mean, I don't want to mess up here tonight. But uh, I believe there's a place you can get and you don't mean to get there. That's right. I went to preach a funeral just the other day. And uh, that morning before that funeral service, we went out to a certain restaurant to eat. And when we got down to this other this restaurant to eat, they was having a family reunion of some two or three families together. And uh, that was all right. The only problem was the family that was having the family reunion was a different race than what I was. And uh, me and the other preacher walked in there, and we sat down and I overlooked, and we was the only two whites in there. And don't no one jump gear on me now. But I said to the other pastor, I said, maybe we should go somewhere else. There's somebody alive to think that this is our family. Amen. 
And what I'm trying to say is simply this. Amen. They have put the world in planted it inside the hole in this church. And they're wanting us to claim them as part of the family. They're wanting us to claim them as part of brothers and sisters. And I'm talking about the world. I'm not talking about race. I'm telling you right here, dear friend, if you ever connect up with the Jezebel, if you ever connect up with Ahab, you better find an altar. You better find an altar of prayer. You better find an altar of repentance. And you better pray through. Listen to Brother Roberts. I apologize to the fact I'm sorry. Would you accept my apology on their behalf? I understand that there's some that look holy. They do have the long sleeves. They do have the short haircuts on the men. Their lady folks do have long hair. Their lady folks do have decent dresses on. I apologize for them that they showed you a bad spirit. But listen, just because one Lord and every one of us that are dedicated to God is in the same prop pile. Now, can you believe anybody's got the Holy Ghost that would say, them holiness folks, they got that outward appearance, and bro, they look good. But they showed me a bad spirit, and I went over yonder, and that worldly crowd that God is against showed me such a loving spirit, and I feel so good over there. You make yourself look bad. I might better say it again because it's been said so many times in our holiness church. Amen. They got that outward appearance. And they look good. But they showed me a bad spirit. And I went over there to that worldly bunch whom God is against. And they showed me such a good spirit. And they've got such a good spirit about them. What kind of spirit have you got? Sure. Patting right down the back. Help me, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you right here, friend, I apologize that they hurt your feelings, but there's some that are dressed right. There's some that are still looking right. They can touch heaven's door for you. Amen. And touch the throne of God on your behalf and have your powerful meeting right here with us tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care if they do feed you, friend. I don't care if they do buy you new suits, preacher. I don't care if they feed you steak. I don't care if they buy you a brand new automobile and a fifth wheel trailer. If they're not saved at the time of their death, they're not going to enter in. Amen. Oh, but Brother Roberts, you don't understand. Their money, they give good. Your money will not purchase one blessing of God. 
Hey man, if I interpret the word of God right, here's a theologian and a Bible scholar. He about uh, Proverbs ten twenty two says, The blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow therewith. Hey man, it is not a man's finances that make us rich. It is not a man's money that make it rich. Hey man, there's coming a day that it's going to be cast in the street. All the gold and silver is going to be of no value. You're going to have to depend on heaven's heaven. Holy Ghost. You're going to have to depend on God. I'm telling you right here tonight. Amen. God's spirit is against the spirit of Antichrist. Amen. Now listen. If I interpret the word of God right, there's a reason for us to have two spirits. There's a reason for it. Some folks says, why do we have to hell? And why do we have to fight with the spirit of the devil? There's a reason for it. That's right. And that reason is that he may prove you. Whether it's written on the tablets of stones or whether it's written in your heart. That's right. Deuteronomy chapter number 13. If you have your Bibles and you like to read along with me, let's read verse 1, 2, and 3 of Deuteronomy chapter number 13. And I'll prove to you why we must have two spirits. Hey, man, if we didn't have two spirits floating around here, uh, some folks would just continue on, do right they want to do, and come back in here and worship with us and magnify us. Hey, man, or magnify God with us. But there's a spirit to prove whether you're going to stay with God or not. Deuteronomy 13, verse 1, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign and the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear Him and keep His commandments and obey His voice and you shall serve Him and cleave unto Him. It's there to prove you. It's there to prove you. Oh, number of the Roberts. Hey man, I don't understand you New Testament preachers. You're always grabbing hold to the Old Testament. I don't know why you always flip over and turn over there to the Old Testament. And you don't never give us nothing out of the New Testament. And uh, we're New Testament preachers. And we're, we're New Testament believers. And why don't you give us something out of the New Testament? All right. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse number 9. 1 Corinthians 11 and verse number 9 reads like, this, hallelujah. Uh, verse number uh, 19, excuse me, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians eleven nineteen. For there must be also heresies among you that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. They must be heresies for them that are manifested among you. Amen. Or approved that they may be manifested among you. That goes to show you, brother. Amen. They gotta be here, see. Amen. For God to prove whether you're gonna run over young that low rating doctrine or whether you're gonna stay with him or not. 
And as sad as it is, as sad as I hate to say it, we've got many men that one time was approved by the Holy Ghost. They were stamped with the approval stamp of God. But now, amen, they have turned to heresies. They've turned to heretics. And they've turned to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And now they're trying to corrupt us. And now they're trying to get us to follow their spirit. But as far as me and my house, I don't connect up with them. I am not going to join up with them. Let them go if they want to go. Let them relocate if they want to relocate. But when the dust is settled and everything is said and done, I'll still be holding on and cleaving to my Lord. That's right. They must be heresies. What is heresies? Amen. There must be false doctrines among you. So they hate them that are approved. That they can be manifested. Amen. What are you going to stay or what are you going to run? Well, you're going to preach it right or backslide. Well, you're going to live right or go somewhere else. Amen. I'm telling you, spirits will connect. Spirits will come to spirit. I've got proof to prove it. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Listen, there was two select religious groups in the days of old. There were three, but there was two majors. Amen. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. The difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees was that the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection, nor angels, nor spirits. And that's the reason they're so sad, you see. Amen. The Pharisees believed in every one of them. Yes, they did. Hallelujah. I said there's two select groups. But if you are not careful, there is such a thing, even though they don't agree, even though they don't like one another, there's certain times I'll join with you to take a stand against something I don't like. Oh, God, help me. In the book of Acts chapter number 23, the book of Acts chapter number 23, we find this taking place. For the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they didn't even believe alike. But they joined together and they took one of the greatest men that's ever walked on two feet by the name of Paul. And they drug him in was about to beat him and beat him. Yes, sir. Acts 23 and verse number 1. Listen very careful what the Bible says. Begin to read Verse number 1 of Acts 23. And Paul, earnestly beholding the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Then Paul said unto him, God shall smite thee, thy will to wall. For saidest thou to judge me after the law, and commandest me to be smitten contrary to law? And then they that stood by said, Revilest thou God's high priest? Then said Paul, I wish not, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of, the, of thy people. Verse number 6. And when Paul perceived that the one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, 
learn. I'm a Pharisee. <laughs> Glory to God. I separated them right there. That separated their spirits. That tore their spirits apart right there. They were in there against Paul together. But listen, verse 6. Amen. When Paul perceived that there was one part Sadducees and another part Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Ben and brethren, I'm a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, and the hope of the resurrection and of the dead am I called into question. And when he had so said, there arose a decision between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. Hallelujah. Separated them spirits. Tore them spirits right apart. They were together. They were side by side. They were ready to beat Paul. But when Paul stood up and he found that part was Pharisees and part was Sadducee, he said, men and brethren, I'm a Pharisee. I'm not only a Pharisee, I'm a son of a Pharisee. Amen. And did he knows what's going to turn them Pharisees around? He says, I'm called into the castle. Amen. Of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. Am I called into question in this day? And them Pharisees said, wait a minute, boy. I believe in a resurrection. I believe in the resurrection of the dead. Amen. And all of a sudden, their spirits begin to separate. And them Pharisees said, we're going to let him go. Them Sadducees said, we're going to be but then Pharisees said, no, nobody. I'm backing up. He's my friend. Amen. I believe like he believes. I take a stand with him. I'm telling you, a spirit will come to the spirit. Amen. I said, amen. And there rose a decision. Between them. Amen. And they were separated. And you know what's happening to most holiness preachers? They're trying to please this side with uh, don't take me wrong. And they're trying to please this side with you can leave if you don't like it. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. They're trying to connect up with this spirit and this spirit and this spirit until they just about went wild and they become wild and they don't know which way to go. I'm here to tell you tonight, I'm God's man. I'm here to connect up with God. And if I can connect up with God, everybody else that's connected up with him will be connected up with me. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Verse number 7, And when he had so said, there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit. But the Pharisees confess both. And there arose a great cry, separated them spirits. They were just together. They were together ready to slay Paul. But Paul found out part of them was Pharisees. <laughs> and if anybody 
could step to the Bible stand <laughs> and recite the creed of the Pharisees, it was the Apostle Paul. Amen. For he was serious above any of his age. Amen. Even unto persecuting the church which is by the law blameless. Amen. And he found out who was on his side. He said the best way out of this is to find out and get them to connect up with me and let them deliver me out of the hand of the Sadducees. I'll reason with these fellows about the Pharisee religion. And when I get them alone, I can talk to them and witness to them about Christ and be on my way. I like it, friend. I'm telling you, spirits come to spirit. I've got to close. I'm a preaching too long. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you, spirits come to spirit. Bad spirits will always hang around bad spirits. Good spirits will hang around good spirits. Good folks hang around good folk. Bad folks hang around bad folk. <laughs> I wonder what crowd some folks are hanging with. I'm a cousin. With the help of the Lord, I must. But in the days of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there was two governors. They were enmity one with another. They could not get along. They did not like one another. One of them's name was Pilate. The other one's name was Herod. They were not friends. They didn't like one another. Their providence stayed separated one from another. And if they had the cross pass, I believe it was through the debate of the political councils of those days. They didn't like one another. If you don't like no one, friend, uh, you do your best to stay away from them. And if you're constantly wanting to run into them because you don't like them, you've got double trouble. I mean, you've got more than just hatred. You've got something else. Hallelujah. But there was two... Political realms, Pilate and Herod, they did not get along. They bring Jesus, the Son of God, the spotless Lamb, the one that walked without blemish, the one that stood as no man ever stood and spoke as no other man ever spoke. He was the infallible Son of God. Without doubt, He was the true and living Son of God. He carried the words of life. He carried eternal words of life. He was anointed by the Holy Ghost. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. He was anointed by God. He was anointed with God. Amen. We beheld His glory. Yes, we did. He was the Son of God. He was born of a virgin. He was born of a virgin. He was born of a virgin. I'm not a broken record. I'm driving my poor home. He was born of a virgin. Conceived by the Holy Ghost. He was the Son of God. He was the Son of God. And the Spirit of the world will turn against Him because their spirits don't connect. And the Antichrist will rise up with such dominion and so easy that it's going to baffle us. But the reason is because there's so many spirits of rebellion and so many spirits of hatred for Christ and hatred for religion and hatred for salvation. And the first thing we can hear of anyone that can speak peace or maybe do a few miracles and pull fire down from heaven. We'll yield everything we own over to them. 
and say, give it to him. Let him have it. But my spirit don't connect up with everybody that cries, Lord, Lord. My spirit don't connect up with everybody that says, I'm saved. They called Jesus into council. They called him into Pilate. Amen. Before the judgment hall. Pilate questions him, but he gains no ground. His desire is to turn this man loose. But let me assure you of one thing, friend, and I don't want to differ with you. Amen. But you'll never wash the wrong off of your hands when you know better than to do something. That's right. He that knoweth to do good and do it not is still a sin in 1992. Yes, it is. But Pilate decided to let him go. Listen to me. St. Luke chapter number 23 and verse number 5. 23 and 5. And there were the more fears, saying, He stirred up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from Galilee to this place. Verse 6, when Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at that time. Pilate says, Galilee? Is he a Galilean? Let's send him over yonder to Herod. We don't get along. But this could be the opportunity for me and him to join together. This could make me friends with Herod. This could make me friends in the political runoff. This could make me friends when superintendent is time to be elected on. This could put me and friends with them when it comes time for deacons. Amen. I think I'm going to join with him. He's got some authority. He can put in a good word for me. And then we can boot rid and get rid of and do away with that man we don't like. Is he a Galilean? And when he heard that he was a Galilean and belonged unto Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him. Verse number 8. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracles done by him. Then he questioned with him in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priest and the scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod and his men of war set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. And then verse number 12 it says, And in the same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together. For before they were enemies between themselves. It's an awful thing 
when humanity will use the Son of God to become friends with the world. It's an awful thing when the church world will use religion to get what they're wanting in material things of this world. I'm telling you, Pilate and Herod hated one another. They didn't get alone. But when they crucified and they turned against Christ, the spirits joined together. And they become friends that very day. That very day, the spirits connected up. I'm a closing right here with some very bold, bold words that could be dangerous on Brother Roberts. But uh, I live dangerously anyhow. You've heard me preach before. I preach this way everywhere I go. <laughs> Amen. And I'm going to step out on dangerous ground again. When people that is living contrary to what is being preached in a holiness church, when they want something, they do not go to the one they feel like is going to tell them different than what they're wanting to hear. And therefore, they run over to that one that's got them dingling and a shaking and a shining and they say how do you feel about them oh honey there's nothing wrong with them their spirits is joining together their spirits is joining together Amen. When these young boys want to know something, they don't run to the elders and ask them. They run over there to someone who looks like they're wanting to look anyhow. And they say, how do you feel about such and such? Amen. Their spirits are connecting up. Yeah, they come to me and they say, Brother Roberts, I want to know how you believe on certain things. I say, it doesn't matter how I believe. Let's look what the Bible said. Amen. You show some of them the Bible, friend. And before you ever get the pages, turn they say well that's all right we just want to know how you felt about the matter I'm a closing <laughs> I'm a closing hallelujah Jezebel never runs to that Holy Ghost feel saint and say how you feel about this no sir that Holy Ghost feel saint never runs to Jezebel and say how you feel about this Ahab never runs to that holiness preacher and say, how you feel about this? Neither does that holiness preacher run to Ahab and say, how you feel about this? You know why? We don't connect. We don't join together. Our spirits are not alike. We just don't get along. We just don't agree. We just don't believe alike. I preached a message. Stand to your feet, Brother Roberts, tonight. I preached a message. You can stand if you will. I preached a message in a certain church here in the great United States of America from one end of the coast to the other. It was between here and there. I preached a message one time. I got through preaching. This woman come up to me and said, I want to know why you preached the way you preached tonight. I said, because of what the Bible says. She says, prove it to me. I flipped over the Bible and started reading it to her, and I got about middle ways to the reading. She stopped me, and she patted the pages of my Bible. And she says, oh, yes, that's true, Brother Roberts, but that was in the days of Paul. That was in Paul's day. I, I said, yes, ma'am, I, I agree, I agree. I just flipped over to St. John chapter number 3.
I said, I want to read you one verse of Scripture. I read a verse number 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, whosoever believed in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. When I got through reading it, you know what I done? I patted the pages of my Bible. I said, this was in the days of John, and you love it. I said, if you're going to take John's writing, you better take Paul's writing. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but my spirit connects up with that. I said, my spirit connects up with that. Amen. If your spirit connects up with God, why don't you just raise your hands and give God a love offering and a praise offering as we turn it back over to our pastor, Brother G. Smith.